Welcome to the Emancipate Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Certified Religious Transition and Trauma Recovery Coach, Terry Hales. I help people step out of the shadows of religious fear and shame and embrace their authentic selves with love and empathy. If you're ready to throw off the shackles of learned binary thinking and explore a more nuanced approach to life, this is your playground. Welcome to the midweek question and answer. I'm so glad that you're here. You guys have been sending such great questions. I love it. It was so hard to choose this week. And before we get into this question, if you have a burning question about faith transition or faith crisis or deconstructing or any of those things, make sure that you go to the show notes and send an email to the email address that's in those notes. Send me your question or hit me on Instagram with your best questions. And who knows, I may choose yours for a midweek question and answer session and we'll be able to to talk about the things that you want to hear. Today's question is from Ben. Thank you, Ben. It is, how can I tell my parents about my decision to leave the church without disappointing them? Oh, I know that so many people listening to this podcast, you have had this question before. You've wrestled with it. I have certainly wrestled with it. I know my husband has wrestled with it. I remember us talking for hours, trying to figure out how much do we tell them? What do we not tell them? You know, what's going to hurt them? And we've learned so much from that experience. And so I'm going to just kind of share with you what I've learned. It is by no means comprehensive, but it's a good place to start. These are like four or five things that I've learned about disappointing parents that's really helped me move forward with confidence, not only in my faith transition, but in my business. This business is controversial, you guys. It is so controversial to be somebody who's talking about faith transition and faith crisis and trauma and harm that happens in religion because we don't want to talk about that in society. And so I know all about this idea of what will people think? I don't want to disappoint others. I don't want to be seen as a disappointment. And so I'm going to share some of the things that I remind myself of, the things that I've learned, and some of my best practices to move through this this fear of disappointing others. Okay, first of all, my dear friend, if you are going to live an authentic life, you will disappoint others. The only way not to disappoint others and even this is impossible, you'll still disappoint others, is to live by everyone else's rules. And you already know what this is like. If you're asking this question, it tells me there's a bit of a people pleaser in you, and I relate with that with my heart. My gosh. I mean, I spent 37 years of my life as a people pleaser, and really there there are those tendencies still inside of me. So believe me when I say we are soul siblings here. I, I know this struggle of wanting people to like you, wanting that validation from other people, feeling like you're gauging whether you're doing well or not by what other people think. And it is a surefire way to be miserable with your life and to feel stuck and to feel resentful and to feel like you're, you know, not really on the path that you want to be on. 
Could you live a life without disappointing your parents? Absolutely, but you would have to live by their blueprint. And I want you to sit and think, is that something you're willing to do? Are you willing to have the amount of kids that they want you to have? To marry the girl or the guy they want you to marry? To get the career that they want you to have? To stay in the faith that they want you to have? To live in the state or the city or the house or the whatever? To talk to your grandparents as much as they want you to? To get along with your crazy aunt or uncle? These are all the things. If we are never going to disappoint our parents, it means we have to live by their rules and their blueprint. And it is a recipe for disaster. It is a recipe for depression. It is a recipe for just being miserable in our lives. So let's go ahead and normalize that if you are going to live the biggest, most joyful expression of your adult life, that sometimes you're going to disappoint some people. And sometimes those people will be your parents. Now, I have a, a saying. It, it comes from Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I don't remember what her quote was. But I have a saying that I tell myself whenever I'm starting to feel afraid that I'll disappoint others or I'm worried what other people will think. My saying is, I choose me. I will always have my back. I will always choose what is right to me for my life, I will always be in my corner. Even if it means disappointing people I love dearly, I choose me because no one else will choose you. If you let them, people will let you choose them over you over and over and over again. The only person that can really take care of your happiness is you. So I choose me. And I use it as just a touchstone, a way to bring me back to remind myself that being authentic and being the person I'm meant to be means I have to choose me sometimes at the expense of disappointing others. And that doesn't make me a bad person. That makes me a mature adult. That makes me a person who is committed to living the brightest, boldest, most authentic version of me. Because I have something inside of me and you have something inside of you that is dying to be shared, but it cannot be shared if we're roping and chaining it up with the expectations of others. Choose you every time. Make it a game if you want. Make it an achievement. When I realize that someone is disappointed with me because I've made a choice that makes me happy, or that brings me joy, or that feels just right in my gut. You know what I'm talking about, that feeling deep in your stomach where you're just like, oh, yes, and you're so excited. And when someone is disappointed in that moment, that is an adult achievement, my friend. You have just made one of the hardest decisions when we're conditioned to listen to other people and to get our validation from outside of ourselves, when we're conditioned to listen to authority or listen to God or listen to our pastor or our parents, when we're conditioned to look outside of ourselves and we choose us instead, even in the face of possibly disappointing other people, that is evidence that you have leveled up, that you have matured, that you have grown because you did the difficult thing and you chose your happiness, your inner knowing, even in the face of those consequences. The next thing I want to tell you is 
You are not responsible for your parents' happiness. You are absolutely responsible for the words you say, the actions you take. If you shame someone or berate someone or dehumanize someone, we are responsible for those things. We're responsible for the ways that our words and our actions affect others, but we are not ultimately responsible for our parents' happiness or disappointment. We do not carry that burden on our backs, and they do not carry that burden for our happiness on their backs. Our happiness is our responsibility. No one else can make you happy, not your spouse, not your kids, not your parents. You make you happy. If you are not happy, it is your decision to do something about that, to figure out what's not making you happy and work to figure out what you can do to correct it. Your parents have that same responsibility. It is not your job to live your life by their rules so that they feel happy. It is not your job to live small and quiet so they never feel ashamed and they never have to address their own shame. It is not your job to be submissive and never rock the boat so that no one grows, not you, not your parents, not anyone. It is only our job to be accountable for what we say and do. This meant that when I came out of the church, oh, I was so angry. I felt so betrayed. I was so heartbroken. And even though I tried my best to communicate what I felt with love and kindness to my family, sometimes I got triggered. Sometimes I got angry. Sometimes I broke down. Sometimes I felt attacked. I was responsible to have difficult conversations when these things happened. I was responsible to listen to friends and family tell me, you know, you were really unsafe to be around. I was a an active participating member of the church and you seemed unsafe to be around. And I could own that and say, you're right. I was so angry and I was grieving so much. And I probably seemed like I was on the offensive. I was ready to attack. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I can own that. I bet that was scary for you. But what I don't apologize is for leaving because that was in my best interest. And even if it hurts someone, I can understand and I can empathize with, I bet that hurts so much. And I bet... I bet you're worried and you're scared and you're sad and all of that is valid and it's okay, but I never apologize for the choice I made to honor me. I can apologize for the ways my actions made other people feel or the ways I handled certain situations, my tone of voice, things I might have insinuated about other people. I can look and say, yeah, I didn't maybe handle that the way I would have handled it now. And I can see where maybe that made you feel a little unsafe in our relationship. I get that. I own that. And I'm also, I own my decision to leave because it was the right thing for me. So you are not responsible for your parents' happiness or their disappointment or their shame or their guilt. You are not responsible for it. They are responsible for figuring out what's going on for them and correcting it. You're only responsible for your actions and your words 
And this gets tricky. We're going to have to do a whole podcast. Even as I'm talking, there's going to have to be a whole podcast at some point about gaslighting and codependency. We're going to have to have some conversations about this. It is too much for a midweek question and answer, but just let's start with you are not responsible. And if a family member is making you feel like you are responsible and that you're a bad person because you won't fix their unhappiness or their depression or their shame and that somehow that's your responsibility, just know It is not your responsibility. And feel free to get online and really read up on codependency because you're likely in a codependent relationship and there's some unhealthy patterns there. And it's it's really common in high demand religion. It is really, really common. Your parents probably inherited it from their parents who inherited it from their parents. And we're just breaking generational patterns here. That's all we're doing. Our parents did the very best they could. They love us deeply. That's the reason they're freaking out. It's because they love us and want us to be happy. And you're not responsible for their sense of of happiness. All right, next, let's talk really quick about the difference between disappointment and disrespect. Your parents can be disappointed. They can be saddened by your choices. They're allowed to feel that. They're allowed to feel like, "Mm, that's not the choice I would make, or I'm worried about you, Ben, because I don't feel like this is going to be the thing that makes you happiest. I'm worried about you making these choices. I, I don't think that you see what might happen in the long run, and that is okay. They get to feel that way. What they don't get to do is publicly humiliate you. So they don't get to talk about you in ways that are degrading around other people, whether you're present or not. They don't get to shame you. They don't get to berate you. They don't get to talk to you in ugly voices, okay? They are responsible for their actions as well. So we talked about how we're responsible for our actions that goes for them as well. They're responsible for ways that cross boundaries or ways that maybe they break your confidences or ways that they talk about you behind your back or in front of other people, words that they say about you, unkind things that they say about you and tones of voice. They're responsible for that. There is a difference between disappointment. We can be disappointed with someone and still have a great relationship with them. We cannot disrespect people and have a great relationship with them. So know the difference. There is a difference between disappointment, which is just a feeling of I'm worried for you, I am sad, and this is not what I would have chosen for you, versus because I am worried and sad and I feel like this reflects on me as a parent, I am therefore going to throw you under the bus to make myself feel better. That's abusive. And that makes it really difficult for us to have trusting relationships with people. So know the difference. If your parents are disappointed, they have every right to do that. They have every right to be disappointed. They do not have every right to disrespect you. That is dehumanizing. It's not okay. It erodes trust in relationships and it needs to be addressed if you're going to continue to have a trusting, wonderful relationship with your parents, if you had one at all in the first place. Because so often when we've been in codependency and if we're seeing this kind of disrespect, Typically, it is just really we're just seeing the symptom of a relationship that's been dysfunctional for a long time already. And at that point, if you're wanting to salvage the relationship, I would highly suggest therapy. 
Therapy would be an amazing thing, especially if your parents are willing to go to therapy. That is something that happens. You can go to therapy with your adult parents and work through things. If that is something that you want to do, highly recommend family therapy for adult relationships to break codependent cycles and really get to work out old hurts and frustrations and create new patterns. It's beautiful. Recommend. Very last thing I'm going to bring up is sometimes our parents will say, I'm afraid you're going to make mistakes. My love, you are going to make mistakes. It is part of the human growth experience. You're going to make so many wonderful mistakes. Some of them are going to be so painful and some of them are going to be small, but all of them are going to teach you more about yourself, the life you want to live, and you're going to grow from each and every one of them. Earlier this week, I was recording a podcast with Kevin and we were talking about the cone of learning I think we were talking about in the active listening episode. And we learned like in this cone of learning, we retain 90% of the knowledge that we gain from doing things. You're not going to be able to avoid all mistakes by simply watching others or reading about it. You're going to have to get out there and do. That's the very fastest learning. It's the way you retain the most knowledge. It is a beautiful process. If we can learn to embrace that we're going to fail and we're going to fail forward, that we're going to fall down and that's how we're going to learn, it's nothing to be afraid of, okay? So make the decisions that feel good to you. Make the decisions that feel soul aligned. Start moving in those directions, understanding that, yeah, occasionally you're going to disappoint people because that's part of being authentic. And sometimes you're going to make a decision that doesn't pan out. It doesn't mean that it was the wrong decision. It means that you made a decision that felt good and you learned something about yourself and you might course correct from there. Okay, so Every decision we make, whether it's a success or a failure, moves us toward what we really want in life. We gain as much information from our failures and mistakes as we gain from our successes. I would actually argue we gain more information from our failures and mistakes than we gain from our successes. If we'll allow ourselves to expect mistakes, to embrace mistakes, and to realize they don't mean anything about who we are. It's just part of the learning experience. And every single time I fail, every time I fall down, I am getting closer to my goal because I'm learning about what doesn't work. And then I'm correcting it. And you can too. I am rooting for you. I know how difficult this is. If you really relate with Ben on this question, I'm sending you some virtual hugs because I know how scary and lonely and confusing this time is. And I also know that as you move forward, it is going to be hard, but it is going to be so worth it. And not only are you going to survive this, you're going to thrive. You're going to learn so much about yourself and the future that is waiting for you is so mind-blowingly beautiful. I wish... I wish I could just give you a vision of it. It's so beautiful when you're finally able to be completely authentically you and you're able to realize that you're responsible for your happiness and that you have all of the power in your life, even when your parents are disappointed, even when other family members or friends are disappointed, that it's okay and that you can still move forward and be successful even with disappointed parents. 
and that you can still have beautiful relationships as long as they're disappointed and not disrespectful. Thank you for this question, Ben. As you can tell, I was fired up about it because I I know the journey ahead of you and I'm super excited for you and anyone else that's listening. But I also know this is painful. Feel free to reach out, to ask questions, to get support. Come to the Facebook group if you need more support with this. That's what we're there for. We're a community that's there to hold you as we go through these difficult times. So thank you again, and we'll see you on Sunday. Bye.